Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore. I do apologize for that. I just had to cough today because God is good. The devil is getting busy. It's been a long day, but again, God is good. I'm your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, host of Man in the Mirror. We have our co-host on tonight, as always, the great, the wonderful, the fantastical Michelle Johnson. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Hello. Okay. Well, she will be on. I I have her on. Let me take her off. Put her back on. Yeah, I just I you I know, just a... had to unmute myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we're going back and forth with this thing, but that is okay. Um, you, but uh, you I said I, I, that was keep... fabulous. That was great. I got called, you know, a bunch of wonderful things, including fantastical. So I'm just excited to be here. Excellent, excellent. Tonight's topic will be God will provide. Hmm, that's an interesting statement. God will provide. And with that, if you have any questions or you want to join us, please press the number one on your phone if you do come in. Um, actually, I'm going to do something different tonight. Tonight, Michelle, you can actually start us off in prayer. Amen. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the show, Lord God. Lord God, we ask you to bless us as the host, Lord God, that we might bring to light the things, Lord, that you would desire, Lord God. And Lord God, we just ask you to bless the audience, those listening in, Lord God, that they might hear something that blesses them. Lord, that grows them, Lord God, and that causes them to lean even more on you, Lord God. We thank you for all things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And a little bit about about tonight's topic. How many of us, Michelle, have ever been in need? Hmm. We need our bills paid, car notes the rent, the mortgage, health care, school tuition, or some other sort of need. Well, God has really been edging me this week with tonight's topic, will provide. It came to me last week. Trust me. I can't, trust me, I can't make this stuff up. I follow his will. The story of Abraham and Isaac in Genesis 22 he was going up the mountain to make the sacrifice to God, and he got up early and loaded his donkey. He took with him his took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. He took wood and set it on a place God and set it out to the place that God told him to go about. Now, mind you, Isaac wasn't no dummy. He as well, pop, you know, in today's terminology, you got the wood. But where is the sacrifice? And Abraham said, God will provide. We've, all, <clears throat> we've already heard this story, but we're going to break it down tonight. Why? Because with so much going on in our lives, in our country, and in our own home, many times we forget that God will provide. Are you there, Michelle? Can you hear me? Yeah, I put you back on. I don't know what's going on, but I got you now. Me either, but that's okay. (laughs) Okay. So with that said, I'm actually going to read the story. I'm going to read the story. Give me one second, and I'm pulling it up. I'm going to read the story from Genesis chapter 22. And they tiled it. This is the new, this is the NIV. Abraham tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, I will show you. 
Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servant, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them went together. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? <clears throat> Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld, withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called this place the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring all nations of the earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beersheba, and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Beersheba. So now... How many, the question is going to be, and I know you did a poll, and I've seen that in the show. I appreciate that. Put in there, how many people would be willing to sacrifice their son, their one and only son, as a sacrifice? You know, God told you to do it, but would you be willing to do it? That's going to be the question. If God told you to sacrifice something, that's the only thing that you have, and God says sacrifice it. But this was this is this balances off of trust and faith, Michelle. This is going to balance off mm-hmm. trust and faith. Now, trust and faith. I'm going to trust in God, but I have to do what He told me to do. I have to do what He told me to do. Is that something I'm ready to do right now? Probably not. Because you know, do I want to sacrifice my only son? No, indeedy. But faith, you got to have faith that you know what? I'm going to have to trust in God that regardless, maybe he'll raise my son from the dead. <clears throat> maybe I'll have another son. You know, you know, Abraham is getting old now, but that was one, his one and only son. But he had to have faith. And Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He ain't seen what was going to happen, Michelle. But he said, I'm going to trust. And when, you know, and it's kind of funny now, if I was your son, I'd be like, hmm, well, we got the wood. And we, and back then they didn't have matches, so he had to carry the fire. So we got the wood and the fire. Wait a minute, something's going to add up. Hmm, got the wood, got the fire, no sacrifice. So I'm probably saying it's wood, fire, no sacrifice. And so, you know, I'm going to like, Okay, Pop, you know, I you know, I know I know you in charge. You know, I know you and God got this thing going on. But you got the wood, you get the fire, but you ain't got no sacrifice. Mm. And 
<laughs> so you know, this is this probably going to because you know kids kids want to ask questions. So you got the wood, you got the fire, but you ain't got no sacrifice. So this is going on in the Isaac here, like okay, we got the fire, we got the wood. But where's the sacrifice? And the only thing that came out that Abraham said, the only thing that he said was God will supply. God will supply. God will provide. Because he said, and I'm going to read exactly what it says. Then he reached out his hand and said, he bound Isaac. Let's go back up. In verse that verse seven to eight, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. Now my question to you, Nichelle, to any mother out there, would you be willing to sacrifice if God said I'm you're gonna to have to sacrifice one of your children? Would you be willing to do that? Would you be ready to do that? Would you want you know, what would be going through your mind? Well, I mean, I'll be very honest. So, of course, as a mother, the last thing we would want to do is bring any harm to our children. But that's kind of where the, I think the way they put it is where the rubber hits the road in your relationship with God. Are you going to trust him or are you going to go by what you know and what you think, which is that, that you know, human fleshly, Knowledge, knowledge that we have And not Godly knowledge so With that being said You know it would definitely be A struggle I would like to believe that I Would go ahead just Like you know Abraham did And move forward with You know what God Is telling you to do Even though you, you're not sure How everything is going to Work out in the end so, you know, it's difficult. That's a definite difficult decision. But um, that's, difficult that's what I, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now I wrote in the topic, <clears throat> how many of us have ever been in need? In need. Now, Abraham needed a sacrifice. God just said, sacrifice your son. He ain't give him no land. He, ain't, he just said, sacrifice your son. So he needed to do that because he wanted to be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So he was being obedient. How many of us have ever been in that point in our life where we really need something? Something that you don't know how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, but you need it. You need it like yesterday. No, you need a week before. Sometimes we need a whole month ago. Those bills start piling up. We are in need. You know, again, I said we need our bills paid, that car note, that rent, that mortgage. Health care is going crazy right now. No school tuition for our children. Our children are always, if we got kids, kids are always needing. But what we said, Montel, you got more bills than you got money. Do we really understand the value of those three words? God will provide. Do we understand those values? Do we understand that He will provide? And <clears throat> what do you think about that statement? You know, what do you think about that, Michelle? What do I think about God will provide? Uh huh. I think that, that that's a definite, just from uh, my personal experience and from knowing God's word and what and what is said in God's word, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God will provide. And so, you know, us as humans, sometimes we have that disconnect between what we know and what we do. So we may know something, but we still make decisions that are contrary to it sometimes. So that is what's going on in our head, that we might know it, because I know it without a doubt. 
because he's already done it before. So, you know, we were actually talking about this in Bible study before, but how we know from our own experiences with God how he will provide and will provide out of nothing and out of nowhere and in the least expected way and in the most surprising way. And, you know, he will provide. And then he does it. Not only will he provide, but he does it in such a manner that nobody can deny that it was him. And yet sometimes we still struggle with taking, you know, I I don't even, I'm trying to think of the word to use, but I guess taking stock and knowing that he will provide and using that in our everyday life and our walk and in the decisions that we make. Because if we moved off of the knowledge that God will provide and that influenced every decision we made, we would live such a, a, a more awesome life, I think. Amen, amen. Okay, we're going to back this up. I'm going to go to Matthew 6.26, New International Version. I'm going to read several different versions of it. It says, look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Hmm. I read that again. Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And we're going around going from job to job. Some of us are like Jamaicans. We got several jobs. But yet we still have issues with issues and problems keeping up, paying our bills and stuff. And yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are they not more are they not much more valuable than they are you not I'm sorry, are you not much more valuable than they? It's a new living translation. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your Heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? English Standard Version. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? We can go on New American Standard. I like that one. Look at the birds of the air. Mm. They do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them, and you are you not worth much more than they? And we can go on. And it says, you know, you know, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink. And this is in verse 25. Or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more more than food and the body more than clothes? So that's what he God is trying to say. Stop worrying. God will provide. G W P. If we remember those three letters <laughs> whenever we're going through G W P, God will provide. Let's look about it. God will provide. In regards of how it looks like, you have to have faith that if God takes care of, and if you see a bunch of sparrows, I look at them. Some they go and they. I was thinking about that the other day. They travel in flocks, but God takes care of them. They want the smallest mm-hmm. bird they mm-hmm. eat. You know, they love it when it rains because they come down and eat the worms and stuff that that arise when it rains because the water pushes the worms up. But God takes care of them. They ain't worried about. It. They know they're going to eat. And here we go. Oh, man, I got that bill. We got to check the check. Oh, man. Oh, you getting you? We're worrying ourselves sick. We got so many things that we want to do. People, you know, people are going to fail us. People are human. We got to remember, people are, people make mistakes. People forget. We're dependent upon people. When we look at them, we get mad because they didn't do this for us. You know, we get mad at them. But they're just as human as we are. Sometimes we don't do what we're supposed to do for God. We got to look back and like, God told me to do something, and I ain't do it. But God still provides. He said God will provide. That's what he was trying to 
And this is the funny thing, and we're going to talk about that the second second part of the show. But God knew what he was doing. In the beginning of this, um, it says, Abraham tested. How many of us like taking tests? Raise your hand. Anybody in the room like taking tests? Raise your hand if you enjoy I'm not in the room. I'm not in the room, but I don't like it. How many of us enjoy taking tests? How many of us are dying every time a teacher says it's time for a test? We just jumping up for joy while the rest of the people are looking at us like, what is wrong with them? But God said he was going to test them. He was going to test them. And I think as a nation, we are all being tested right now. Because are we going to show love to people in Puerto Rico, people in Texas? Are we going to show love? We're going to look. I ain't got no money right now, but I know they. I know they need it. But I ain't got no money right now. Are we ready to show love? Because it's kind of it's kind of interesting. People got together. They showed their love, you know, in a time of trouble. But will this last? Michelle, this is the one thing I'm trying to figure out. Will this last just for how long? Will this last? Will the last one now? And then we're going to go back about. You know, uh, you know our regular business, business as usual, as they say. But we will continue mm-hmm. showing love to our brothers, to our sisters, to our people that are in need. Because are we going to show love to Puerto Rico? You know, are we going to continue showing that type of love, knowing that God can use us to provide what those people need? It ain't got to be a lot. It doesn't have to be a lot. But right now, God is trying to tell us all to wake up because I'm coming back soon. You don't know when I'm coming, but things are happening. All of these things are mentioned in the Bible. You know, we got mm. storms that we never have, tornadoes, winds, earthquakes. I mean, all this stuff is mentioned in the Bible. And the Bible is going to be true regardless of what man says, regardless of who is in power, who is in control. We got to remember that. God is in control. God is the one that provides. Because, again, I'm going to back up. If I was to start, I'm like, I'm nosy. I'm like, Isaac, like, okay. This keeps going through my mind. I see the wood. I see the fire. No offering. Wood, fire, no offering. Okay, Dad, I don't know what you're thinking about, but okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, but, you know, we have to continue to show love. God needs to provide not just for you, not just for me. He needs, he's providing for everyone. He is providing for everyone, regardless of what it looks like. Look, we got bills paid. Sometimes we don't know what's going on. We're trying to figure out what's going on. We don't know what's going on in our life. We love, okay, this bill needs to be paid. We got to get this. We got to do that. We worried about money, 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 money. But we got to realize that God will provide no matter what it looks like. Because, again, it's going to be a testing of your faith. You know, God knew what he was doing. Abraham didn't know what was going on. He said, well, sacrifice your son, your only son. And like you said, Michelle, how many, you know, women will be ready to sacrifice your only child, like your only son? Uh, I don't think so. They'd be like, they'd be trying to bargain with God. You're listening live with uh, Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, and co-host Michelle Johnson. We are talking about God will provide. We're having a good discussion because it's taken from Genesis 22, where God tests Abraham. And, you know, he tells them to sacrifice his son. And he put in there, your only son. That was the hint. If you have any questions or comments, you can press the number one on your phone. Um, but we are having a good time tonight. We are almost at our halfway mark. Any comments um, right now before we get ready to go to break, Michelle? I wanted to, to read a couple of um, scriptures that I was looking at. And... Um, in Ephesians, because I know you read a, I read a couple. I was trying to make sure I didn't repeat one that you had read, but um, this is this one is one that I particularly love because um, we we had started using it like at the end of services and things before we parted. This is something that we started saying in the um, 
benediction prayer, and I've always loved that. But um, I'm going to start from verse 20 is the one I'm talking about, but I'm going to start from um, 14 in Ephesians 3. And it reads, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches may he strengthen you with power through the Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And and it just blesses my soul when it talks about how how wide we can't even grasp how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ for us and and how God will do immeasurably more than we could ever measure. He's going to do more than that than we can we can all ask or imagine, even imagine in your mind God will do more than that. And so that just meditating on that right there should let you know that what length he will go to to meet your needs. And that's one that I wanted to read. I'm trying to hurry up because I don't want to make you late for this mid-time break. But um, also in Second Corinthians verse 9, um, and I like this one because it actually hits on the reaping and sowing and how God, you know, uses that to bless us as well. Um, but I'll read that right there. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work, as it is written. You have freely; they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed, and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way, so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So this is actually talking about how God will bless you abundantly out of you making an action and a choice to bless the people of God and the people of this world with all that God has blessed you with and for also, you know, blessing and giving back to the storehouse, the the church of God, and all these things that we can do that will cause God to even bless us the more so that we can give to his people. Because once he can trust us to bless his people abundantly, then he has absolutely no problem with blessing us abundantly. Amen, amen, amen. And that is a good time to go on break. I like that. I want you to read that verse when we come back again, of how deep and how wide. I like that verse because I heard that verse many years ago. And it just explains mm-hmm. that how deep and how wide God's love is. But uh, we're going to take a break. A note from a couple of our supporters, Music Instructors for Our Learners, where music knows no age. If you are interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443 443- Five seven four fifty four ninety one to set an appointment with our instructors. Another sponsor is Kirby Boss Project. Kirby Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, 
and challenge the lives of full-figured women. Kirby Chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Kirby Boss Project. And we will be back in about under five minutes, under a few minutes. Um, and this is a song that's just been dear to our hearts these past few weeks because, you know, at that time, it was like Abraham. We got to trust in you. You did not create me to worry. You did not create me to But you created me to worship daily So I'm going to leave it all right here Help me say it
We are back live with Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. Tonight's topic is God will provide. And um, if you're calling in, call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash man-in-the-mirror. And join in. It's a great topic tonight in the show. It's called GWP, God Will Provide. Whenever you're going through, whenever you don't understand, prayer. He say pray. God wants us to pray because the power of prayer is the best thing there is. He wants us to get down on our knees. I pray on my way to work in the, early in the morning. I, I don't close my eyes because that would be dangerous. But, you know, I have a conversation with God because I'm on the road between sometimes 4 or 5 in the morning. And, you know, you got you know I, I like that time because it's just me and God and a few other cars on the side. But I get a chance to actually have a conversation with him. He understands me and I understand him. And, you know, I'm learning. God will provide, regardless of what it looks like, whatever situation you're in, you know, God will provide. And um, we're talking about the story of Abraham in Genesis 22, when Abraham is tested, when God asked him to sacrifice his son, his one and only son. And I made a joke about it, you know, if I'm walking with dad and his two friends and his two homeboys that's coming along with my servants, and I'm like, okay, I see the fire, I see the wood. Now, they're missing one of the three of the sacrifices in my mind, you know, twisting it around in my mind. I know Isaac was. He's like, okay. But he asked us that, well, we got this, we got that. But where's the sacrifice? And the only thing Abraham could say, look, buddy. Well, now Abraham said, God will provide. And um, But the second part is the best part. Um, go ahead, Michelle. Say that verse again that I want you to, um, you know, how deep and how wide. That was in Ephesians 3. And, uh, well, I read it from 14, but the the um, part that you were talking about, um, I'll start at 16. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's a mouthful. (laughs) <laughs> that is a mouthful. Definitely a mouthful. And, uh, but we do have a caller on the line that um, I'll let you take care of that. Someone does have you know, a comment or a question, um, so I'll let you take care of that, Michelle, then we'll come back to that. that the uh, caller ending in number 7075. Again, the caller ending in number 7075. You are live on the man in the mirror. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my question was, so if a person is walking with Christ, they know Christ, but for some reason they have a little fear and doubt in them, um, I was going to ask, so what should they do? But then you answered it in your um, reciting of that scripture that you just said. So I was like, oh, I can't hang up now. I might as well just say that. But it's very enlightening. And I just want to thank you guys for taking the time out to uh, allow people to be able to listen to your program because I think it's, it's very important that we get the word out in any kind of form, fashion that we can get it out. And I just want to say thanks for allowing me to tune in to you. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate you calling in. And uh, and I, I wanted to, I like to do, well, I I don't always do this, but I'm going to ask today, give, the, give a shout out of your ministry. 
My ministry. Of the ministry I, that you're from, yeah. Okay, my ministry is Emmanuel Ministries Church of God in Christ. With my pastor is Bishop Joe Harley Louse Jr. My first lady is a first lady Val Louse. Amen. And we we actually had your first lady on one of our shows, and she was yeah, she was yeah. absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, so we know good stuff comes out of that ministry. Yes, it does. So, yes, it does. <laughs> so thank you for calling in. No problem. All right. Be blessed. You too. Amen. Okay, that was a great call. I like that. She said, "Oh, I can't hang up now." And I, you know, you already answered the question. It's like it's like it's like the student that the teacher about to give the answer, and the student got the hand up. By the time the teacher gets finished, it's like, "Oh, okay, my hand is up already, so I just can't put it down." But that's a, that's okay. Amen. Yeah, I that thank is, the Lord for right. that. Amen. Now, here's the second part of this beautiful story, because I love this story, because it was on my mind all week. Starting at verse 10, it says, he reached out his hand. Then he reached out his hand, took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. He probably said, Abraham, Abraham, louder than that. Abraham, yeah, here I am. His heart was probably beating like, you know, you get ready to do something. Your sweat is on your, your sweat is on your, you know, brow, and your heart is beating fast because you don't want to do it. And he said, do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. He so Hezekiah I pray I pray that it's just me on my end but um, it almost sounds like you're going in and out really, really badly. So I'm hoping the audience is hearing what you're saying. I'm hearing you go in and out a bit. Are you able to hear me? Say that again. Well, that sounds better. I was saying, are you able to hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you better now. You were going out really, really badly. So, like that, I don't. I I think it was on your end because I, you know, I I think I'm fully connected. So I just wanted to say All maybe right. you wanted to say what you just said over again. <laughs> okay, not a problem. I was actually reading about reading verse 13, uh, 10 to 13, and it says, Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham said, Here I am. He replied, Do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, Do not do anything to him. Now I know that he was being tested, that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and many of us don't understand. Many, all of us that go to church and read the Bible, and you know, we may say it, but some people may not. Abraham, Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket, he saw a ram. A thicket is a bush. Mm-hmm. Caught by its horn, he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So God was provide a way out. After he tested him, he said, "Okay, that's my that's my boy right there." So, being the Almighty, he just made the ram a pair in the bush, 
and that's what we get. We're about to do something. We done the last thing. We're about to sacrifice something. We don't have to, but we may be needing something, and God gives us that ram in the bush because we we down down to that last. We down we down to that last thing. Excuse me, but God gives us that ram in the bush. That only God can do that. And I know, you know, you've heard that that statement. The ram, he was our ram in the bush. Cause we were, we ain't know what mm-hmm. we were going to do. She was the ram in the bush, or they were the ram in the bush. Cause we ain't know what we were going to do. They saved our hides, but that came way right. back. Genesis twenty two, when God said, "Don't do it." I know. I now know that you love me, that you serve me, and. He gave something for him to sacrifice other than his son. To God be the glory because, again, many of us are like, uh, I, I'm not ready to do that. That's not at all. How many parents will be, any parents out there, how many of us will be willing to sacrifice our children? Right now. Looking, you had that goofy look on you. You had that goofy look on your face like, look, God, you know, you, know, you be trying to compromise with God. Is there any other way? So many times God wants to test us to see where our heart is. You know, you may not understand it, but it says God will provide. But if God tested Abraham, he may want to test us because he's going to like, where is his heart at? Where is her heart at? Does she really trust me? Does she really acknowledge me? You know, I know that car note needs to be paid. I know that rent needs to be paid. I know those kids, you know, kids are going crazy. You know, I know that. You know, I know your house is falling apart. But do you trust and know that I will provide? GWP, God God knows everything. We out here stressing, pacing the floor, getting sick. And he's looking at you like, why are you doing that? Don't you know that I'm going to take care of you? If he can say, if he can tell Abraham, don't do it, I got you, then what, what, why would he say that to us? Don't do it, I got you. Don't stress, don't worry, uh-huh. I got you. You're stressing and worrying for nothing because we go through this, you know, we go through this all the time. Any, any um, comments, Michelle? You know, I wanted to say, this was making me think, and actually for a lot of things that that I've gone through in life, a lot of times I end up looking at the story of Job, and I think the story of Job says so many things to us when you when you really sit back and think about it. And this was an instance where, you know, similar to what, what Abraham was going through, where Job, he was being tested, this time, you know, as the as the story in the Bible tells us, it was from the enemy going to and fro like he does, you know, and he and and um he was talking about you know the the people of God and God, you know, mentioned now God already knew what he was doing, but God mentioned Job, and so here begins this 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 testing. Of, of Job's faith, and so it's a few things in that. One of the one of the greatest things that I have learned from the story of Job is that people of God, Christians, however you want to, you know, call us Jesus freaks, whatever you want, whatever you want to call us, doesn't it, it? Just because we are children of God, it does not mean that we're going to live a perfect life. And everything's going to always go right. And that's actually, sadly, one of the biggest things that, you know, hinders people and and causes them to stumble is when situations come up and God doesn't immediately make it work out in their favor and then all of a sudden they're downtrodden and distraught and lose their faith. And actually, our caller who called in was was hinting on that with with what she was saying, you know, what should you do? And so I think that that's a common thing that happens. Like God doesn't do it in our time frame 
or he doesn't do it. Because I'm sure Abraham would have preferred for him to stop him way before he got to the point where he got, but that's not what happened. And so sometimes we are going to go through some things, and Abraham lost a whole lot of things. He lost, you know, property and 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 crops and whatever, everything, everything, the, the animals, the the children, his children. And, you know, God, in the end, he blessed him because he remained faithful to him. He did not curse God for what was happening to him and blame God, even though he had no idea about the conversation or what happened between God and the enemy. So, you know, he didn't know, but he didn't have to know because faith does not require you to know anything. Faith requires you to believe. And so because of his faith, he was able to endure that severe and hard trauma. And some of us have gone through some severe and hard trauma, but the faith that we have in God can see us through to the other side. And on the other side of that, that story of Job tells us how God gave him double for his trouble. And how he blessed him, like that scripture was talking about, immeasurably blessed him with everything that he he gave back to him. And I'm sure included in that blessing was an even stronger faith in God because of what he had been through. And also a testimony that other people could see and God get, gets the glory. So all of that came from that experience, that Job experience, and, and just like it does with our experiences, people are watching us. What do we want them to get when the story is over? That sounds like a title of a book. What do you want <laughs> them to get when the story is over? And, and that's true, because when people, people are looking at you and people are watching you, and they want to know, okay, where is she going now? Where is she going? She's been through this. So they're going to sit back. They're like watching a movie, like you said. What's been going on? And people are watching us every day. And they want to see where you crash, where you burn. But when you're whistling Dixie and harmonizing and singing those hymns and stuff, that makes the devil mad. Because the devil is always trying to throw you off your game. That make him mad. He'd be like, oh, she done got up this morning. I thought she was going to be, oh, he done got up. Oh, God, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to have to try something else. People don't realize, and if you go back and read about when Jesus was being tempted, when it was all over, said and done with, at the end, he said the devil left him until another opportunity, basically, just a paraphrase, until another opportunity comes. He said he won that, he won that war. But the battle wasn't over. There's going to be several different well. type of wars, but the battle is still <laughs> going on. He said, hey, look, you got this one, but I'm coming back. Because he wasn't going to give up. But one thing about say, he may win, he may lose one or two, maybe three. But if we think that he's going to stop, he's not going to test you with anything that he, you know, he know you don't really like. But he's going to test you with those things that he knows you enjoy. As I always remember, he's not going to. If I like he, if I like hot dogs, he can't worry me with hot dogs. But if he knows, you know, other stuff, he you know he's he's not going to he's not going to test me with the stuff he know I don't like. I put it that way. I don't like Brussels sprouts. He ain't going to test me with that. People say they taste they taste like cabbage. I beg to differ. I'm not eating. <laughs> so I don't care what you try to test me with when it comes to something like that. You ain't got to worry about me, you know, going that way. It ain't going to happen. You can dress Let it go, up. brother. Let it go. Tie on them. <laughs> you can dress. I'm still not eating it. I'm just saying. That's how he does. If you know you don't like he, he's going to get you with those things that he knows you love and enjoy. That's mm. how Satan is. But you're listening live with Man and Mara. The host of the cat, Al Montgomery, and Michelle John, co-host Michelle Johnson. You can call in if you want. we got the last five minutes of the show. 
uh, under four minutes now, 917-889-2271, or log in at com or slash man dash in dash the mirror. We are talking about God will provide, and I really and truly enjoyed tonight's show because, you know, we have to realize that God is going to be, I started off, how many of us have ever been in need, all uppercase? We need our bills paid, car notes, the rent, the mortgage, health care, school tuition, or other some sort of need. Well, God has really been edging me to do this tonight, so I did it. You know, God will provide. we got to realize, you know, that ram in the bush is going to be there. We just have to hold on. Some of us jump, jump ship before we even get to the, you know, get to the land. The land was only about 100 yards away, but what we were ready to do, Chef, jump ship. We're ready just to go because we just don't feel like waiting. All we have to do is wait sometimes and understand that God will provide. And you're waiting. Fast. Pray. Talk to God and know that he is going to take care of you. If he takes care of the sparrows, the birds, we are more important than those sparrows and those birds. We are definitely more important than the sparrows and the birds. And if you missed the show tonight, tell others about it. It will be on demand. The next 15 minutes to the uh, half hour, it will be on demand. We'll, we'll, be, we'll put it back up as soon as it's available. Pass it on. Let people realize that, you know, like Michelle, that verse, she put that verse, hint, 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 in the um, <laughs> event page because we got to know that God, no matter how high, how wide, God loves us. He's not going to let anything happen. We stress over those rent. We stress over the car note. We stress over the BGE. Trust me, BGE, you know, I can understand about the BGE. We stress over it. But we got to realize, I guess what, we have a God that's bigger than the rent. We got a God that's bigger than that car note. We have a God that's bigger than that, you know, BGE bill. You know, he is a God that says, God, well, he told, Abraham told Isaac, God will provide us what we need. He ain't know where it was coming from. All he knows, God will provide. So you walk around all day, God will provide. People in the country are like, what? God will provide. Okay, something wrong with you? God will provide. Hmm. And if you get that in your head, and understand that you will know that whatever goes on throughout your life, throughout your day, GWP, God will provide. Oh, amen. I'd like to thank all of you who have been participating in tonight's show. I'd like to thank our caller who called in, had a couple comments. You know, tonight's topic was, God will provide. Thank you guys so much for your support. Again, it will be on demand. We will pass it on. You know, read Genesis chapter 22. You know, read it. Meditate upon it. See what God is really saying to you, not just to us, not, to, not just about tonight's show, but really dig into it to say, okay, how will God provide for you? It's extremely important that when we do scripture, um, that you do your research as well. You know, don't just take our word for it. Just realize that God will provide. Again, this is Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off, and we will see you at the mirror. <laughs>